Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy and healthy life. Not as disabled people, but as people with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. But I got some good news for you. Today is another day, another chance to feel better for tomorrow. <laughs> yes, it never stops. It never stops. As long as you're feeling better today than you did yesterday, you're doing great. How are you making out with your pills, your medication? You're getting everything. You're doing everything the right way. You're taking it the way you're supposed to. Great. How about your doctor's appointments? Are you following your doctor's appointments this summer? You're keeping them. You're not pushing them off for the beach, right? Excellent. I want to talk to you today about they and them. The people that we talk about all the time, they are making us do this. And they are making us do that. And they tell us this. And they tell us that. One of the things that I've noticed about people with disabilities, it becomes very simple to become a victim. And a victim sometimes of no one in particular except for them. I hope they don't tell me this. Or they told me now that I have this problem or that problem. It's always they. Who are they? Who are they? these mystical people. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I was speaking with a group of people that happened to be diabetic. And there were some new people in this group. And they said, they tell me now I'm diabetic. Who is they? Who are they? Oh, you know, you know, the doctors. And now they tell me I'm diabetic. My question to them is, didn't they tell you that you were pre-diabetic at one point or that there's a chance that you're going to be diabetic at some point? They didn't tell you you're diabetic now. It's not their fault you're diabetic. You have to take responsibility for it. Oh, nobody likes that answer. Nobody likes to be told that it's not their responsibility. I laugh at that because... When they tell you you're pre-diabetic, you're like, well, okay, I'm pre-diabetic. Usually the first instinct is to go gung-ho on pre-diabetic. You hear the words diabetic, and they ring in your head that first day. So you go nutso, and you eat salad for a day, and you cut out all sugar, and you stop doing everything, and you find out that that's disgusting. It really is. It's terrible when you cut out everything and you're not going to eat sugar and, oh, you just go overboard. You're doing all the good things, but it's the wrong way. And 
you get tired and you say, well, you know, he only said I'm pre-diabetic. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm diabetic. And slowly but surely, like over the course of a day, <laughs> you go back to the way you were. And the next time you go to the doctor, he takes a blood test and he says, your sugar levels are very high. So he says, he puts you on this diet and he, he tells you, follow this diet and we'll check again in, in another 30 days. So you go home and you try to follow this diet as best as you can. And you go back and he says, he says your sugar levels are still high. Something's wrong here. It just doesn't seem to be working. So he sent you to a nutritionist or a dietitian, and they put you on a diet. And he tells you to come back in 60 days. When you come back at 60 days, he tells you you're going to have blood work, but you have to have fasting blood work. And they're going to check what your A1C is. And when he does, you find out your A1C is now at 8 point something. You're now a full-blown diabetic. And why are you that? Because you didn't follow what the dietitian told you. You didn't follow what the doctor told you. You didn't believe it. You think you can, you can cheat a little bit here and there. You go out for a beer. Eat Reese's peanut butter sticks. <laughs> or have a piece of cake. You cannot cheat an A1C test. You cannot cheat diabetes. Now it's the doctor's fault. Now they're telling you that you're a diabetic. No, you made yourself a diabetic. They told you, they, in quotes, told you that you were pre-diabetic. They, in quotes, gave you a diet to follow. You didn't follow the diet. Now I'm going to tell you real quick, I'm a diabetic. I'm a diabetic now. Oh, almost 30 years. And I was told I was pre-diabetic. And I, when I tell you these stories, I'm speaking from experience. I'm not <laughs> making up these, these things about going gung-ho. I did it. I was told that I was pre-diabetic. I got nervous. I heard the word diabetes. And I left the doctor's office. I went to get coffee. No more sugar for me. I took sweet and low. It was disgusting. I took skim milk instead of regular milk. It was disgusting. It was like pouring white water in my coffee. I went out to eat with, with my wife. I ate salad for dinner. Salad. What am I, a rabbit? That worked all over like a day and a half. And then slowly but surely, I got back into my bad eating habits. Plus, on top of that, I smoked, and the doctor told me I had to stop smoking, and I had to follow this pre-diabetic diet that he gave me, and I, I thought I knew better by cutting out all of this stuff, and it didn't work. When I went back to the doctor, my sugar was up. He sent me to a nutritionalist, dietitian. I tried following that diet, and I went back, and I thought I was cocky, and they said, did you follow the diet? And I said, well, I could lie and say I did, but I can't lie to you, and I didn't follow it. And when they sent me for my first A1C, I was 8 and change. I was eight, like an 8.6 on my first A1C. 
And they tell me you're diabetic and you have to lose this and you have to cut back on smoking. Well, finally, they, I was overweight. Finally, they said to me, look, I'm going to ask you to do, to do this, but I know it's hard to quit smoking and I know it's hard to stick to a diet. So I'm going to ask you to do one thing, either quit smoking or stick to a diet. One or the other. So I didn't want to quit smoking, so I said, I'll, I'll stick to a diet. And I lied again. I didn't stick to any diet. I left there. I lit a cigarette. I went down to McDonald's. I got a hamburger and a, and a shake, and I went home. Well, I went back the next time. It was like 60 days later. And... I got my, I, well, it actually was 90 days later, I got an A1C and I was a 9. 9, nine like a 9.9 .9 on my A1C. And the doctor was, oh, she was, she was out of her mind. She said, this can't be. My next A1C was 10 plus. <laughs> Things were going the wrong way, the wrong direction. And I was having problems breathing, I was smoking, I was eating. My weight had ballooned up to, at that point, I was like 385 pounds. I was way up there, way up there. And in 2017, October of 2017, it all came crashing down on me. I had a heart attack. And believe me, that was no fun. And that was because my weight was so high, my diabetes was out of control. The two most sobering words I've ever heard in my life was heart attack. And from there, I quit smoking immediately that day, <laughs> which that's another story. But... After getting my heart settled, my my heart my heart condition settled down, I had to uh, I had to get my diabetes under control, and I ended up wearing a, an insulin pump at that point. It was all lies that I was telling myself. I had to lose a boatload of weight. I had to get my insulin under control. They 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 couldn't. Well, I'm saying they couldn't. I couldn't. See, I fell into the same boat there. I couldn't get my insulin under control. I was still snacking here and there, which I shouldn't have been. And my A1C was hovering between 9 and 10. And I was still, myself, still blaming them and they, where in reality it was me. I was the one responsible for my, for my problems. And that's the what I was trying to get through to some people at this group. You are responsible for your health. You are the main You are the main proprietor of your body, of your health. Doctors, nurses, they're just tools. At, in your toolbox. But you are in charge of your health. If you don't take care of your health. 
If you don't do the work to take care of yourself, no one else is gonna. Doctors can make appointments until they're blue in the face. If you don't go to those appointments, it doesn't matter. But you can go to those appointments if you don't follow the suggestions that the doctor gives you. It's not going to matter. You are in charge of your health. Now that's the point I was making with this group. I was under the I was <laughs> I was one of the people that was saying they and them at one time until it finally dawned on me. My diabetes was caused by me. Not by they, not by them. It was caused by me. So it became my problem to get it under control. My weight was caused by me. Not by anybody else. It was me shoveling the food into my mouth. It was me that was, wasn't looking at the carbs or the sodium on the package. It was me saying, I like the way it tastes. I'm going to eat it. It was me who said, chocolate shake, the bigger the better. Yeah. As... People with disabilities, we start looking for comfort foods. We don't care what we're putting in our, in our bodies. And the more junk that we put in our bodies, the more problems we cause for ourselves. The more we sit idle, doing nothing, watching TV, the more harm we're causing ourselves. All right, we can't go out and, and run track. We can't go out maybe and work out, lift weights, do exercises, but there are things we can do. I mean, put it this way. I'm in a wheelchair, so I'm not going out for a morning walk, <laughs> maybe for a morning roll, but I can't go out for a walk. But there are things I can do to keep the blood circulating in in my body, I can do what they call wheelchair push-ups. I can do uh, touch my toes. I can pick things up. I can move around. I can do a little cardio while I'm sitting in my wheelchair. If, the, if there's a desire to do something, it can be done. No matter what your predicament is. So... If you really want to get some exercise, you can do it. That's all I'm saying. But to sit in front of a TV and just shovel food in your mouth, that's a big mistake. That's why I say it's so important to keep a regular routine. You wake up in the morning, make your bed as best you can. Don't leave it for your spouse to do it or your significant other. You get up and do it. Get up, get washed, get dressed. Just get out of the bedroom. And don't park your butt in front of a TV. Go to the kitchen table, eat breakfast. Go outside, get some air in your body. Get some air in your lungs. 
don't just sit sit around and be idle. It doesn't sound like a lot of movement to, to some people, but for, for others, that is a lot of movement. And the more movement you get going, the more circulation you get going inside your body. I'm not telling you to go out and do something that you shouldn't be doing. And if you, you know, check with your doctor to make sure it's okay. Don't take don't don't take medical advice from me. I'm not a doctor. I'm just your friend. But I know for me, it makes a big difference. I don't feel right to lay in bed and not get up and get dressed in the morning. And it makes a big difference if I don't go outside and get some air in the morning first thing. All right, I'll come back inside. Maybe I'll help straighten up the house. You just got to move around. And that's the best way to fight getting a disease like diabetes. Or it's the it's a good way if you do have diabetes to keep your sugar down. To to move around, get a little bit of exercise. Maybe it's just maybe it's nothing to to some people. But even putting dishes in the dishwasher or taking them out of the dishwasher that's a little bit of exercise, a little bit of movement. That's all I'm saying. Let a little bit of movement. Just don't sit idly by. But again, don't blame someone else for your predicament. It, it's not they or them, those mystical people that put you here. If you're if you're in this pre- pre- predicament because of an automobile accident, well, you know who hit you. So that's not a mystery. If you're in this pre- predicament because of a accident at work or at school, well, again, you know who who or why or what happened to you. It's not a mystery. But it kills me when I hear, like I said, these people in the group saying, they told me that I'm a diabetic. They told me I'm going uh, to have heart problems. They told me all of these things that they are telling you, you already know. You already know it. Stop making yourself a victim. And stop letting other people make you a victim. You've had enough hard times being just being a person with a disability. Don't let it go any further by letting yourself make yourself a victim or letting anyone else make you a victim. Just because you have a disability doesn't mean... You're, you're not a strong, formidable person. Don't let anyone look down on you because you have a disability. Let me, tell, let me tell you something. Everyone, everyone, no matter who they are, has some form of a disability. Maybe not to the same degree or the same category as you and I, but everyone has some sort of disability. 
Look at the overweight person going down the going down the street, or the short person, or the overly tall person. Tell me those aren't disabilities in some cases. They most certainly are. The person that's bald or going bald, for them, that's a disability. So what I'm getting at is don't let someone define you by your disability. I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you for stopping by today. And I want to remind you, no one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. Remember that, my friends. And things can always be worse. No matter what, right now somebody somewhere is wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple, and I'll be talking to you again real soon. Have a great one today, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.